Look, I got ten niggas with me, all body catches. That's ten straps and air max. Listen to my podcast. You know why we let get some advice, some tea, and some honesty. That's it. I love you some laughs. Cop a squat, drink up, smoke a blunt, and get it. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's your girl BK, and I came to give you a little bit of knowledge for today. Are you toxic or are you triggered? Let me know. Which one do you identify as? Because me, personally, I feel like you could be both. You could be one. You could be none. It's kind of like a personal thing. Which one do you feel like you are? And do you feel like you could get over being that way? Or do you feel like you're stuck in your ways? It's a couple of questions we're going to get answered today. But what I do want to say is people do confuse the words a lot. You can be triggered and then they label you as toxic. Or you could be toxic and they label you as triggered. Or you can be both. Some Most people are both. At times, they're both. And there's nothing wrong with being both. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like when you're triggered, it's a PTSD from a prior situation. And you you are not fully healed from that situation. Or let me say you're not fully healed. You're not fully okay with being comfortable, you know, with certain things. So you're triggered by it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're triggered. And there's no problem with being triggered. Jane Aiko has that song. You're triggered. You know how it goes. But um, I feel like in me, I get triggered a lot. I do. I do. Only because of the paths that I've taken in life and the circumstances that I've been through. They kind of have me jittery about certain things. Um, my triggers fall from traumas. My triggers fall from, you know, everything that I've been through. Um, some of my triggers are, um, if somebody is on the phone too much, I think they're cheating. That's just me. And some people could say, well, what if they're a business person? What if they do that? I always do give a person the benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, because of what I've been through and what I know about people, if you're on your phone a bit too much, there's no type of business in the world. If you're on your phone that much and it's always business, you will be a millionaire. That's all I got to say. So it's like you can't be on your phone that much and not be bringing in no money. Even people who bring in money through their phone aren't on their phone that much. Like, because they know what's coming. So they don't got to check their phone every five minutes. If their phone vibrate, they know it's money. That's simple. It's simple. You know what I'm saying? But if their phone vibrate too much, they know it's an emergency or they know something is happening with their money. Like something is going wrong, whatever, whatever. So that's what I feel like. If you're on your phone a bit too much and you're overprotective over your phone a bit too much, you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. Now that's Vice versa, though, 
if it was a boy or if it was a girl. It's vice versa. It really falls in any court. But that's also about perception. Because a person like me, I'm very, I take everything very seriously, especially when it comes to loyalty and stuff like that. So if I observe you and you're doing something a little shady or you're doing something different or whatever, I'm going to ask you about it. Now, most women would be like, oh, that's just him or whatever, let it go. But how much can you let go? How long can you let it go? How long can you sweep it under the rug? And that's the problem. People want you to sweep things under the rug because they don't want to deal with the hurt they caused you or the pain they caused you. So they want you to let it go. They want you to, you know, do things to their accord because they're in charge or whatever they feel like they are. And they don't want you to really present them with accountability. Now... That goes to the next thing. Are you accountable for what you caused in my life? Are you accountable for the hurt you gave me? Are you accountable for the baggage you added on? Are you accountable for the pain? Because you can leave a situation and still have pain from it. You can let a situation go and still have pain from it. And that's called being what? Triggered. Because those are triggering things. So if somebody was always cheating on you and you notice that you got a person you with and they doing a little bit of the same things that the other person was doing, you know what I'm saying? You're going to think that they're cheating, but they're not. You know what I'm saying? Or you're going to think that they're doing something and they're not. They could just be, you know, chilling on their phone or whatever, whatever, you know, but you could think something else because of what you've been through. That's called being triggered. So... I'm just going to put that out there. Now, being toxic is abuse. Any type of abuse, any type of manipulation, any type type of making yourself the alpha over the other person, thinking you're not equal, thinking you're in charge of them. You know, toxic things or, you know, being verbally abusive. Now, me, I have a real tough skin for certain things. You can cuss me out. I'm going to cuss you back out. That's not toxic. That's just how people from up, up north communicate. Oh, you motherfucker. What's up, bitch? Like, that's just, or, you know, what's up, fam? And then they be like, what's up, bro? What's up, my nigga? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's just how people talk. But it's a difference from that and being like, yo, you be not motherfucker. I don't fucking like you. You motherfucker, Marty Cone, la, 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 la. Like, talking crazy, talking real tight. They talking real out their neck, and that shit ain't right. Period. So, it's certain things that you say and certain things you don't. And you have to know when to use your words and when to not. That's the problem. People are so quick to cuss people out and... Talk to them disrespectful because they don't want to hear their side. Or they don't want to hear what they're talking about because it don't go along with what was in their head or in their heart. So they don't want to deal with it. People are quick to dismiss stuff that they don't want to deal with. And that's the problem. You can't dismiss shit that you don't want to deal with because you caused that pain. You caused me to act this way. And yes, it's a self-accountability of should I give this person the power to control my reaction to what they did to me. But at the same time, sometimes 
No reaction is the best reaction. But at the same time, how many times? How many times do I have to sweep shit under the rug? Again, how many times do I have to be like, oh, it is what it is. Fuck it. Because that's going to devalue my morals, devalue my character, devalue everything that I built up. You know what I'm saying? And established because I'm letting things go that I normally wouldn't if it was any other person. Or if it was any other female or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like when you're at work. When you're at work and your boss is always rude to you. You know what I'm saying? But it's a job. It pays you. You know what I'm saying? And you're good. Like, you're established this and that. But how many times are you going to let things go before you speak up or go to HR or say something? You're not going to go too many times. Unless you're making a million dollars a month. It's not too many jobs, I know. Or the military. Shout out to the military. Shout out to the veterans. Happy Memorial Day to y'all. Okay? Um, But it's not too many people that I know that will let a motherfucker talk to them any type of way just because there's a check involved. Or just because there's something of value involved. Not too many people that I know. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't move that way. You can talk to me regular, talk to me nice, or you can shut the fuck up. Period. That's how I feel. But you're not going to talk to me crazy. If I'm not talking to you crazy, talk to me regular. Period. That's a fucking fact. If I am not talking to you crazy or disrespectful or whatever, talk to me like I'm a human being. Okay, because I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm a real human. Like, shit. Like, yo, but for real. Talk to me nice. You wouldn't want nobody talking to your mom like that. You wouldn't want nobody talking to your grandma like that. You wouldn't want nobody talking to your cousin like that. You wouldn't want nobody talking to anybody you love like that. So why are you talking to somebody who loves you disrespectful? Why? You know what I'm saying? It's a two-way street when it comes to that thing. But at the same time, are people ready to be held accountability accountable for their negative actions and their negative influence on situations? Because that's how arguments happen. Arguments tend to happen in couples and relationships and things of that nature when there's tension and a person can't get their point across because they feel like they're not in power no more. So they feel like they have to talk over you or be disrespectful for them to get their point of view across. And that's not the case. I can talk to somebody the way I'm talking to y'all, regular, and they could get mad because I'm speaking facts. Or they can get mad because they don't want to hear it. And that's called not wanting to be accountable. A a lack of self-accountability. That's a lack because you don't want to hear the truth because it goes against what you know that you do or what you feel like you you used to or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And it's things of that nature that tend to break situations apart, break people apart, break lives apart and stuff like that. And so I feel like if you cannot be accountable, you're toxic. If you cannot be accountable, you're toxic. But we're not just talking about males. We're talking about females, too. Because whether y'all want to believe it or not, females, we know what we're doing half the time. 
If we tell, like, if we tell you, oh, do you know this person? We know you know that bitch. We just want to see if you're going to say, yeah, I know, what's up? Or if you're going to lie about it. But half the time when you lie about it, we tend to turn into savages. And that's where savages come from. Because, especially dog-ass females, because we know you fucking lying. Everybody knows when somebody's lying. But females, we have this intuition. Thank God for that. A woman's intuition that tells us, yo, this motherfucker is lying through his goddamn teeth. And from now on, it's set it off. It's whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to move how you move just like that. Like, period. Shout out to Ludacris. Move how you move just like that, okay? Because my thing is, if you cannot be accountable for your own actions or what you did, or you can't own up to what you did, you're not a man. You're not a man at all. If you do shit out of spite, you're not a man. If you do shit, you're not a man or a woman. If you do shit out of spite, if you do petty ass shit, if you are devaluing your partner or your relationship because it doesn't make you look good or whatever. And that's another thing that's toxic. Social media. Social media and relationships is toxic. Me, I don't really post my man like that. But everybody knows who my man is. Because he made sure that everybody he knows that's important knows who I am. And that's what's important. If they're important to you, then let them know. Hey, this is my girl. And don't, th- that, don't do it. Or whatever. Me, I'm different. But I've getting, I'm getting the way he is because of what I've seen. You know what I'm saying? Me... I post him here and there, boom, boom, boom. But half the time, I don't post our sex. So if you're with somebody and they don't tell other people about you, that's fine. They might not be sure about, you know, your standstill. And that's perfectly fine. But if you're with somebody for over, I'm going to say over eight months, and nobody else knows about you, but you and that person, you're not serious. So, sis, pack your bags, nigga, pack your bags, and go somewhere where somebody is going to appreciate that. Because if you're with somebody over eight months to a year, if you're with somebody for eight months to a year and they never posted you or they never um, told anybody about you, then you're just a down low piece. You're a DL piece, and that's it. You're something to fuck and something, you know, to be with when it's convenient. But if they have posted you here and there, then that's fine. But my thing also is people talk about status a lot. Like, your status isn't important. Because Beyonce posted Jay-Z. Diddy posted his girlfriends. King Kong posted his girlfriend. Yada, yada, yada. So... Your value, it doesn't decrease because of a female. And that's where a lot of men have things fucked up. Because they'll be like, oh, my status and I can't post you because of it. All that shit is bullshit. If they like, I can't post you because, 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 because. Like, if they stuttering when they trying to explain it to you, bullshit. If they like, yo, I can't really, you know, post you because I have an image to uphold, bullshit. Because motherfucker, fuck, 
50 Cent be posted up with his girl. Shit, half the commentary people on Instagram be posted up with their girl. Like, it doesn't make sense. So, if a nigga can't post you, not saying it's a deal breaker, but look into that. You know, ask him, hey, why won't you post me? You haven't ever posted me. You know what I'm saying? But everybody's situation is different. Me, when our relationship is arising, I post the most, but I post the less. Um, There's about maybe three or four pictures of him on my page. And it's the only one we went out on nice dates, and that's it. Only time I post him is when we go out on nice dates. I don't post him every day. I'm not a teenager. I don't need to show him, oh, look at my man. Look at I don't need to do any of that shit. That was my white people voice, by the way. Don't. I ain't got no fucking corona. Okay? So, anyway. But, yeah. And he knows that. And he's okay with that. Me, on the other hand, yeah, sometimes you like, damn, when I'm going to get a post. But at the same time, it's like, what if somebody... He posts me, right? And then somebody comments some negative shit. And that's another thing. You got to be careful who you post because people will try to come at you for who you fucking with. And not saying I'm ugly because a bitch, a bitch is tea, okay? A bitch is put together. Two snaps and a twist. Period. I'm the baddest motherfucker that I know. And I know that because every day I look in the mirror. I'm a bad motherfucker. That's why I tell myself all the time. You's a bad motherfucker, okay? Period. I'm what they would call a tenderoni, all right? So, I'm fine. Beyond fine. I'm put together. I'm always cute, no matter what. But, you know, when you post somebody, it's for views. It's not really for no moral gain. Unless you're like have a cover on GQ magazine or, you know, something like that, then, yeah, you, you got to post that. Or if it's something for the establishment, like to establish your success with that person, marriage, things of that nature, then, yeah, you post them. But, like I said, here and there, I'll post them. Like I said, when we go out on dates, when we go do something here and there. But normally... If I take video of him, it's for me. It's not for to post and this and that. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mind. My thing is, I don't mind because I know where I am. I know who I sleep next to, okay? I know, you know, who I chill with. He's literally my best friend, like my best friend in the world, and I don't care. But that's me. That's my guy. You know what I'm saying? And that's our situation. But other people make it feel like, damn, if he don't post you, he don't really care about you. Or if he don't post you, if he too embarrassed to post you, then you not really his girlfriend. No, it's not like that. It's not like that at all. And people could say, no, you're blinded, you're stupid. If a nigga don't post you, he don't really care. No, a nigga who cares about you is not going to put you on a platform to either be talked about or dogged out. Not saying that I would be talked about a dog dog, but not going to put you in a position that you have to feel like you have to defend yourself. That's one thing. A real nigga would never put you in a position to feel like you got to defend yourself. I think the only time I would actually get mad if he didn't post me 
is like if it was something important like our anniversary, um, my birthday, you know, some something of value. But if it's not nothing of value, then I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. Like I'm with you every day. I see you every day. We take videos together every day. Like that's something that I treasure. The world doesn't have to treasure it, but I treasure that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I mean. But social media is toxic because they'll make you think some shit you not really you would never give two thoughts about if it was regular shit. You know what I'm saying? It will really make you think about a lot of things. And my thing is, if you have to think about it, you shouldn't be doing it. My mom always told me that. If you have to think about it, you shouldn't be doing it. Or if you have to sneak around to do it, you shouldn't be doing it. And that's what a lot of things. Not only relationships, but like life. If you have to sneak around to be a stripper or sneak around to do something you're not really proud of, you probably shouldn't be doing it. It's another way around it. You know what I'm saying? And that's my thing. When I say, are you toxic or are you triggered? Because I noticed a lot of strippers have daddy issues. A lot of strippers have been molested. A lot of strippers have been raped before they became strippers. And they strip to get their empowerment back or to get their value back. Because they feel like, damn, somebody snatched something from me. So I'm going to promote myself this way so I can... You know, feel good about myself. And then a lot of strippers are just in school and they want to pay for that shit. You know, in cash or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it's plenty of reasons why motherfuckers are strippers. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? It's like, are you toxic or are you triggered? Because my thing is, is it really devaluing if you're a stripper? Is it really devaluing if... You know, you're like a performer, exotic dancer, go-go dancer, as they call it. The people who be in a cage, but they got clothes on. Um, If you're a twerker, like a professional twerker, like stuff like that. Is it really that bad if if you're, you know, something that's not clinical, something that's not normal? You know what I'm saying? Like... Oh, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, but I do make hella money doing this. But it's not to the standard. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I mean when I say, are you toxic or are you triggered? Because if you're triggered, do you really care about what others have to say? I feel like triggered people care more what others have to say because of the fact that they have an image to uphold. Me, there's a lot of shit that I post and I don't post. Not because I'm triggered, but because I have an image to uphold. You know what I'm saying? I don't post when I go out drinking. I don't post when I go out smoking. I think the only time I really posted me drinking on my page was my birthday last year. And... That was it. My birthday and like, oh, my man cooked for me and he made some margaritas and shit, you know, and I posted that, but I didn't post me drinking them. I just was like, yo, you know, man's cooked for me. Cinco de Mayo, shit like that. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like stuff like that. I'll post it here and there, but I really don't post stuff that people could use against me. And a lot of things don't need to be on the internet. Sex tapes don't need to be on the internet. Fucking you masturbating doesn't need to be on the internet. Fucking you kissing your spouse nastily doesn't need to be on the internet. Spitting in somebody's mouth nastily doesn't need to be on the internet. Like, exactly. Like, that shit is nasty. The shit that you do with your partner in private, nobody should see in public. That's the thing. If you wouldn't do it in public, don't post it for the public to see and criticize you. And that's where this generation kind of has things backwards. Because I remember back in the day, there were things of, like, social media, people getting exposed, people doing this, doing that. But now, it's like, bitches just posting their vagina for $5. Like, come on, sis. Really? $5? That's a fucking foot long, my nigga. That's a fucking meal at McDonald's, my nigga. Two McChickens and a and a sandwich. Like, $5 for your vagina? So your vagina is worth a value meal? Like, really? Are we serious? Because that's the type of thing. And then you be mad when somebody come to your job and stalk you or somebody find out where you live and pop up on you and shit like that. Like in, um, what is it called? Players, Players Club. The girl, Diamond, remember Diamond? She was dancing for her teacher or whatever that nigga name was. And he followed her to her house and was like, yo, I want to talk to you. Like, I paid for all this stuff. Boom, boom, boom. Like, people really be weird like that. So you want to post yourself exposed for all these niggas to see. And I think a creep is going to follow you. To me, that's really, that's toxic right there. I can never be with somebody who exploits themselves on the internet. If, like, not saying that I'm insecure or nothing, but I can never do that because my morals is just too high. I can never be with an OnlyFans person, a cam guy person, I, like, none of that. I could be friends with you, but I couldn't be with you seriously if, like, that's what you did for money. Like, yeah, it's different from stripping and being online. When you're a stripper, it's more personal. Only certain people know where you work at, and you always work somewhere where you're not going to be identified so quickly. That's the trick to stripping. Always work somewhere where you're not going to be identified so quickly. Because, you know, you could strip out of state or out of town. Nobody knows who you are. You put on a wig, put on glasses, whatever you like to do, and just say, oh, you know, my name is Maleficent, or my name, something like that. Like, you know, use a different name, of course, and then nobody will really know who you are. They don't know where you live. They don't know where you came from. Oh, they talk to you. I'm new in town. Simple. Like, that's what anything, though. Whether you strip or um, play a sport or whatever, never use your real name when you go out of town. When you go out of town, do not use your real name. That's just practical logic. Because if somebody wants to find you, they're going to find you. And that's that's point blank, period. So, yeah. Um, but that's my spill on that.
But yeah, back to like to- being toxic. Being toxic is emotional abuse, mental abuse, verbal abuse, um, physical abuse. If a nigga is putting his hands on you, eh, I don't know what to tell you about that. Because if a nigga is touching you, like, it's the difference between aggressive physical abuse and, like, play fighting. If a nigga play fighting with you, y'all hitting each other with pillows and shit like that, that's fine. I'm not going to say leave him. But if that nigga is, like, really abusing you, like, pulling your hair and spitting on you and calling you a stupid bitch and throwing dinners at you and shit, like, leave. That's what I feel like. You should always leave. If it comes to a point of being that toxic, leave. If a nigga does something to hurt you, he does not care about you. That's a fucking fact. If a nigga does something to hurt you, he does not care about you. But that goes for men and women. Women can be abusive too. And that's what a lot of people don't talk about. Women can be abusive too. There are women who hurt men all the time, but it's not talked about on a public level because it's humiliating. You know what I'm saying? Men are humiliated by it or they feel like they can't talk about it because they feel like they won't have support. But homeboy, you got support. I'm here. Call me captain. I'm here. You know what I'm here saying? Like, it's like, are you really going to support a man who's like, oh, my woman hits me or oh, he's going to be called a bitch because he doesn't hit her back. You know what I'm saying? Men feel that way sometimes. Are you going to be called a bitch because you don't hit her back? Like, you're a bitch, bro. Why aren't you hitting her back? No, you're a bitch if you hit her back. Like, that's just how it is. But at the same time, women feel like they have the upper hand to do things to men because men aren't going to talk about it or they're embarrassed to say it. Just like rape and shit like that. Women rape men all the time, but men don't talk about that. They don't talk about being sexually molested by older people or older women and stuff like that because it's embarrassing. It's kind of like, well, in a man's view, it's like, oh, well, I got to touch an older lady's titties when I was 12. Or I got to touch an older lady's ass when I was 15. She was 26, but she had the fat ass. Like, they feel like they could gloat about that. But then one day when they really sit down and think about it, it's like, damn, I was 15, she was 26. That's statutory rape or statutory sexual harassment. Like, that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really felt violated. You know what I'm saying? But men have this thing where they want to gloat about things because it makes them sound cool, but really it's something that hurts them. You know what I'm saying? Like me, with women, when you get molested, you don't glamorize that shit. I don't give a fuck what these R. Kelly bitches said, okay? That whole shit, the whole R. Kelly story shit, oh, he came to my school and he told me this and he told me that and I was with it because it was R. Kelly. I don't give a fuck if it was President Obama. Not saying President Obama is a bad person, but I don't give a fuck if it was the richest, most handsome man on earth. If he is older than me and he is trying to violate me, nigga, I'm going out swinging. I don't give a fuck. I will go. I'm a fighter, so I will go out swinging if I got to. I'm kicking. I'm punching. I'm biting. I don't give a fuck. Whatever I got to do to get the fuck out, I'm doing that shit. Because it's like, 
women are vulnerable already. But when you're younger and you have an older guy taking advantage because he wants what he wants, it's kind of like, damn, I'm ripped of my pride. I'm ripped of my stripes. I don't feel like I'm comfortable no more around nobody. But that's the thing they don't talk about when it comes to men and women. They don't talk about sexual abusive past. They don't talk about domestic abusive past. They don't talk about the critical shit that makes you triggered, that makes you triggered, and then they want to call you toxic because you are triggered by something. You're not toxic because you're triggered by it. You're toxic because, well, you're not toxic at all if you're triggered by something. That's one. But you're, you can be toxic if you're violent with it, if you're doing too much with it. I'm going to say that. If you're doing too much with it, you always using it as a scapegoat. That's toxic. You're not always the victim. Don't always play the victim role. Because when you really are a victim, nobody's going to believe you. Just like the boy who cried wolf. He cried wolf so much, when the wolf really came to eat his ass, nobody came to help him. So it's like you can't always use that scapegoat. But when it's needed, say something. Like if somebody is constantly doing something to you that you don't like, say something. You know what I mean? Or if they're constantly yelling at you or abusing you or whatever, say something. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you have to know when and when not to say stuff. Um, Because when you're toxic... You say shit out of spite. You don't say shit out of hurt. And that's a fucking fact. That's the gem of the day. When you're toxic, you say shit out of spite. You don't say shit out of hurt. When you're triggered, you say shit out of hurt. You don't say shit to hurt somebody. You say shit out of hurt because that's what you're feeling. So it's two different aspects to the story. You know what I'm saying? And to make a long story short, are you... Are you toxic or are you triggered? I'm about to be out. It was nice speaking to you. I hope I related to some people. I know I was talking a lot, but I was trying to get everything out so that y'all understand that y'all are not alone. You know what I'm saying? Because even if I wasn't on this podcast, I'm sure somebody would have stepped up and did what I'm doing. But I did it because I can relate the most. So... I'm about to be out, but have a good night. Have a good life. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend or whenever y'all listen to this. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your week and enjoy yourselves. Stay positive. Stay prayed up and just love and be happy. Period. Peace.